This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, a skinny NDAA taking care of the Defense Department's human capital needs gets introduced in the Senate. Congress wants to pay transportation security officers a bit more. And the Social Security Administration is ending telework for thousands of its employees. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Chair of the Senate Armed Services Committee, James Inhofe, has introduced a pared-down version of the annual defense authorization bill. He calls it the skinny NDAA, and it deals mostly with the quality of life and pay issues that will expire by the end of the year if Congress does not reauthorize them. It's meant as a backstop in case the House and Senate can't reach a resolution on the must-pass legislation by the end of December. Senator Marco Rubio says he'll introduce new legislation to prevent the Federal Retirement Thrift Investment Board from exposing TSP assets to Chinese financial holdings. The TSP planned to move the I-Fund to a new index that tracks emerging markets, including China, in mid-2020. The board reconsidered those plans earlier this week, but it has not decided yet to reverse course. Rubio called the board's indecision unacceptable. He's part of a bipartisan group of senators who are pushing back on the TSP's plans to move the I-Fund to a new index. There appears to be bipartisan support among members of Congress to find a way to pay transportation security officers more. Members of the House Homeland Security Committee asked Acting Deputy TSA Administrator Patricia Cogswell what they could do to help the agency pay its officers more. Cogswell says the budget is the biggest impediment. A group of TSA leaders and union representatives came up with a series of other recommendations to improve employee retention and performance management. Those recommendations should be made public in a few weeks. The Air Force is threatening formal action against Balfour BD communities for issues with their privatized military housing. A letter from John Henderson, Air Force Assistant Secretary for Installations, Environment and Energy, says the company's failures at Tinker Air Force Base raise serious life, health and safety concerns. The Air Force wants Balfour BD to submit a comprehensive improvement plan. The letter states that unless there is prompt and substantial improvement, the Air Force will initiate formal dispute measures. Air Force Cyber launches an initiative to streamline its offensive and defensive cyber weapons. The program, called 12N12, will reduce and consolidate tools, systems, and applications that operators and analysts use for cybersecurity and defense missions. The consolidation will finish by July 2020. Currently, in some cases, there are up to 70 applications cyber operators use. Lessening the number of programs will make it easier for airmen to do their jobs in cyberspace. The Pentagon says the White House did not interfere with its Jedi cloud contract. Dana Deasy, DOD's chief information officer, says political concerns could not have played a role in last week's decision to give the contract to Microsoft. He says the decision was made by a source selection panel whose names have been intentionally kept anonymous. Deasy told the Senate Armed Services Committee that group of procurement experts made the final call and that to the best of his knowledge, none of them were ever contacted by the White House or anyone else. 
A contract officer representative from the Veterans Affairs Department and a small business owner are being charged with 31 counts of bribery and wire fraud related to small business set-aside contracts. The Justice Department alleges Richard Vaughn took bribes from a service-disabled veteran-owned business in exchange for preferential treatment in awarding certain VA contracts and purchase card orders and certifying payments on deficient invoices submitted by the company for work that was unnecessary or never performed. DOJ also charged Donald Gardner, the owner of Veteran Ability LLC, if convicted, both defendants face a maximum of 20 years in prison, a $250,000 fine, and three years of supervised release for the most serious charges in the indictment. VA says it has a plan to finish legacy appeals by the end of 2022. The department finalized this plan as a way to tackle the appeals on claims decisions that were made before Congress passed the Veterans Appeals Improvement and Modernization Act back in 2017. The legislation gave veterans three paths to pursue their claims. VA says these options have prompted veterans to file more claims than before, but the inventory is down. The Social Security Administration is ending telework for some 12,000 employees. SSA field operations, customer service, and other support staff to the deputy commissioner can no longer telework starting November 8th. The agency says its decision coincided with the start of its new collective bargaining agreement with the American Federation of Government Employees. The FGE contract gave deputy commissioners discretion to set new telework policies for previously eligible employees. New data may surprise you about how agencies are spending their IT budgets. Here's Federal News Network's Jason Miller with more. Agencies are spending less on shared services, but way more on managed services. The cloud is up and workers under 30 are down. These are among the latest trends from the Professional Services Council's 2019 vision forecast released yesterday. PSC says agency spending on shared services dropped 17% last year, which is surprising given the administration's push for this approach. At the same time, departments doubled their spend on managed services to $10 billion, and spending on cloud computing services increased by 58%. I'm Jason Miller. The Treasury Department has launched a human capital dashboard to keep track of components and program offices with a higher percentage of retirement-eligible employees. The dashboard is part of a plan to make data-driven decision-making a priority. Department data has already pointed to an aging IRS workforce. About half of its employees will be eligible to retire in the next two years. And a reported staff exodus from the Federal Office of the Chief Information Security Officer has raised concerns from Congressman Ted Lieu. The lawmaker sends a letter to acting White House Chief of Staff Mick Mulvaney saying the workforce shortage could make the White House vulnerable to a data breach. Lieu cited reporting from Axios, which found at least a dozen officials have resigned or been pushed out of the agency. Lieu has asked Mulvaney if the federal CISO office expects to make new hires soon. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One, and follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Music.